You are listening to the Cyphedelli Podcast, episode 94, Sack in Time. The Cyphedelli Podcast contains adult language and mature concepts, such as the type of scrotum one would have before traveling through a temporal rift. So be warned. You want to, you want to start this there, Chewy Mouth? I was hoping that you guys would just talk while I was chewing so that I wouldn't <laughs> draw attention to the fact that I was chewing. You, uh, have, have we met? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't yeah. know what the fuck I was thinking. The other... Take a big mouthful of something. The alternate title for this podcast is the Throw Under the Bus Podcast, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I yeah. was smoking rocks. <laughs> did, did you think your friends would just, uh, you know, that we would fill in for you? No, that's not that's not what we do. That's not what we do here. The show is adversarial. Oh, what we do here? <laughs> Look, that's what the people want. They want us at each other's throats. This is like, uh, you know, gladiator shit for all the people. All it's, the it's like it's like robots that went back in time. <laughs> To, wow, to, you were fucking forcing me. that. Holy shit. I am... I Okay, I was about to take that in an area you, that... You, you want to put some lube on that first? <laughs> Holy shit, Michael, damn. You just shove it in there dry. Bad is, what's bad is what you said was still nicer than the thought that was running through my mind. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Our podcast just had a sub, new subject jammed up its ass. <laughs> Leave it to Brian to take the subtext and just make that shit text. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that those, that, I just suddenly realized that that was, a sen- that was a sentence that nobody had ever said in the history of the world, and I had to say it. <laughs> oh, well, wow. welcome to the Cyphedelli Podcast, then. Yeah. Uh, this is Patrick. This is Michael, and we couldn't have come up with a better opening. <laughs> Don't go anywhere Brian. with that. And uh, once again, we are we are sans Steve, but uh, he's he's uh, not here, but not forgotten. He'll be back uh, in the in the near future, hopefully. Uh, yeah. But anyway, getting back to uh, Michael, just ramming shit in without lubing it or buying uh, it dinner Jesus. first or anything. Just <laughs> hey, hey, it had dinner and it was paid for. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so uh, we're we're talking about. The uh, Terminator Genesis, right? So we just watched the Terminator Genesis trailer, uh, you know, rewatched it, and uh, that basically refreshed in my mind uh, a couple issues that I had with the uh, with the thing. Yeah. Not, you know what? I, I think I'm different than you, Michael. I don't have big problems with the story. My primary issue with that How trailer. How you know minor story? Was that because how you know minor story? 
all you do is story. I mean, I mean, to be fair, my, mine are story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have, see, we've met. I would expect you to throw me into the fucking bus. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Um, but no, like, like my, my main beef from that trailer is why are all those dudes just standing around uh, watching him naked walk up that, walk into the time machine? I mean, what, 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 what it, from the what original else, movie, what else is there to do on a Friday night in the apocalypse? You know, okay, so from the original movie, <laughs> they make it that sound man. like what, Brian? That man is throwing his, his his body and his family jewels into this weird, untested time machine. I, the least everyone else could do is say, "There goes a brave set of balls." <laughs> no, no, no. There goes. The most powerful shaft in the future. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is the most courageous scrotum that I have ever seen. We will tell our children and our grandchildren about the day that majestic shaft wiggled its way back that in time. Beautiful, beautiful ball sack. The first our future. <laughs> oh, first person wow. to go back in time. Just on a your just to make a uh, make a your mama joke. <laughs> did, he, did he go? Did he go back in time, or did he go sack in time? Oh my god! <laughs> oh well, that hurts. That that hurts my I brain. I mean, he went a little sack bit. in time, and I think I just came up with our first title option. Sack in the future. Yeah, yes. I, I'm thinking of the soundtrack. Gotta go sack in time. Gotta go sack. You know what's bad? What's bad is I had that. That was actually my first joke. <laughs> Gotta go sack in time. Did, and I was did, like, no, that's did, just ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's the ridiculous part of this whole thing. Um, you know, in the, in, in the original Terminator, they kind of make it sound like, oh, yeah, quick. Uh, the machine's about to blow up. Throw somebody through it. Like, you know, we have maybe a minute to throw somebody into that time machine to go back and save Sarah. This one's like, oh, no, we had a whole ceremony. You know, we had a whole right. divergent choosing ceremony, and there were rocks, and he cut his hand and bled into the well, thing, yeah. and then he, we, he slowly disrobed. Yeah. Right. You know, we oiled we him candles. up. <laughs> if you were going to go with that, you kind of had to start complaining back when T2 came out, because that was the one that showed, no, we had time to throw lots of people into the time machine. No, so. that that was, uh, they threw the first Terminator, they threw a human, and then, uh, and the computer said, well, it hadn't changed yet, so send a T-1000 in there, like, maybe 30 seconds later. Not this whole, yeah. we're all just going to sit around and watch this naked dude rock up the stairs and fantasize okay. a little bit about I his to, penis. I, all right. I always assume right. that, the, that, that the, the machine, the tur- Skynet sent a bunch of robots through and then the humans showed up and they start, and they sent some robot, uh, sent some humans and robots through. So, that's, so possible. I, that's about how that, I envision that it. That brings up an interesting question because that, that never occurred to me. Like, I think you guys had different viewpoints on, let's just say, the franchise continuity, i.e. the unspoken continuity. Uh, because I think you guys are uh, had this impression that I totally did not have, which was the Terminator from the second one was sent back in time just seconds after the Terminator from the one in the first one. I always got the impression that the second one was sent back in time a while afterwards, like not on the same day, 
maybe not even the same month. <laughs> wow, like, I really? was thinking, well, the, my thinking was it was a different generation. It was an evolved version of the first one they sent. So I didn't think yeah. that that evolved version happened 30 seconds later. <laughs> well, certainly when you get into Sarah Connor Chronicles, it looks like both there are two factions with time machines because mm-hmm. yeah. the, the humans change it, then the, then the term Skynet changes it, then the humans change it, then Skynet changes it. So the, the, the mo- first movie gives the impression they seized the time machine, but it kind of seems like Skynet had another time machine somewhere else. And so, so I, which is so, not crazy. Um, so no, so I you thought, guys did have the idea that it was like thirty seconds later. Uh, I actually, by the time I was watching Sarah Connor Chronicles, no, I was thinking there were two factions with two time machines, and you know, weeks might go by between time jumps, and who knows? Well, right, but they, yeah, I just always assumed it was like weeks. Well, before Sarah Connor Chronicles, Sarah Connor Chronicles has a lot of time jumping and a lot of travelers and a lot of people getting set back. So, and that's the mythology they had to create in order to have like a series. But before that, yeah, like before that, I, I I always thought that, um, you know, Skynet built the rubber terminators and then they built the flesh terminators and then they built the liquid terminators and then they built you know, the cyborg with the liquid metal on top of it, and they had all those different models there, and the thought was, you know what? Send a T-101 back to 1987, 10 day, or to 1982, and then send a T-1000 back to 1989, and then send a TX back to 1999, and just send them all in succession. Because the way time works, if the T-101 succeeds... You know he's the he's the lowest level model, so we'll send him first. If he succeeds, then the other two, you know, they don't they won't exist because we won't be at this point in time, and it's it's moot. And they'll and they just they did the math and they said send three back because three should probably do it, and uh, that'll you know, and I think they yeah. they sent the T one hundred and one, and then he didn't come like time didn't change, so they're like, all right, it's been twenty seconds, time should have changed, send the next one. Okay, it's been another 20 seconds. Send another one. I can't dispute anything that you're saying. It's just never what I thought. But to be honest with you, I didn't have an idea about the unspoken continuity. Because that's what that is. Yeah, It's unspoken continuity. I never really thought about... I just always kind of assumed that there had been weeks in between time jumps. Uh, and that was if I thought about it for maybe 10 seconds here yeah. and there. I, I, I never really put in a lot of thought behind in what order were they sent back in time. I mean, for all yeah. we know, the T-1000 was sent back first, but was sent to a later timeline. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm really good at building continuity around uh, what I see on screen. So to make so, it self-consistent guess, with me. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I Having seen Sarah Connor Chronicles... What this movie shows us seems to kind of fit with Sarah Connor, and that seemed to that certainly expanded how all of this worked better than anything else has. Well, that's definitely a question that I had for you guys, but I'm gonna get to that in a second. I first want to point out that it in relation to what Patrick was talking about earlier about the ceremony where they lit candles and they, you know, (laughs) told each other loving things, and then you know, you know, did all the things their marriage counselor told them that they needed to do. Um. This was the first time we'd actually seen the time machine. Am I correct? Yes. You see a different type, a portable time machine in Sarah Connor, I think. It, it, 
but but yeah, you don't see the big, huge, long time backwards time machine until this. Gotcha. So my question that I had then was, does this show include Sarah? Does this movie include uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles? Um, and uh, its continuity? Does it seem like? I mean, I, I obviously you guys haven't seen it, yeah. but. I think it include. I, my guess is it's going to include it in that every time somebody goes back in time, it changes history a bit. So Sarah Connor Chronicles is not going to happen, but in the same way that uh, Terminator 1 is not going to happen. So I think it includes it as much so, as it includes Terminator 1. <laughs> so, so what do you guys think is going on there? Please explain to me what you think is what this trailer is trying to say uh, happens in this movie. I think every time... I, I think you've got two factions with time machines. They keep sending people back trying to rewrite history to their liking. And so you've got this battle spread all throughout uh, time. Uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles even has some Terminators going back, like a, 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 like arriving 100 years too early uh, and sitting around in like waiting for John Sarah Connor to even be born and stuff. Um, the uh, I, I And so every time somebody go- arrives in the past, they make a slightly different version of the future. Though for some reason, the Hollywood reasons, I'm guessing, history seems to want to keep sticking to a roughly the same pattern. So even though minor changes happen, uh, overall, the same basic events on full Judgment Day happens. It may not be on the same day. It gets bumped back or forwards uh, a little bit in T2 and T3. We see Judgment Day shifts, uh, what, what day it happens on, but it's Judgment Day still happens. Skynet still perhaps, happens. Perhaps uh, Judgment Day is a fixed point in time. Yes, uh, or at least a very wow. heavy-duty rubber. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you just, I brought in yeah. some Doctor Who just, shit on that yeah. one. Yeah. You just keep poking that fucking Doctor Who bear. Actually, it can't be a fixed point in time because it wouldn't shift its temporal location. It wouldn't go from being in, uh, what was it, 97 to being in 2000, it's right? A, it's a very elastic point in time. You can wow. push it around a little bit, but you can't, get rid- you can't totally snap it. <laughs> I, I think what I would call that is a bullshit point in time. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I think we can all agree that the temporal continuity of the Terminator movies is bullshit. They're uh, fun movies, but let's be real. (laughs) I'm not willing to buy it, concede that yet. There's a point in, there's a wonderful scene in in Sarah Connor Chronicles where two, two, two of the rebels from the future who have become, been sent back in time at different points meet up with each other and they're talking and comparing notes and they realize Though they have a shared relationship, they each remember a slightly different version of the relationship because when one went back in time, it slightly changed history so the they, the relationship was a little different between the two of them. And there are things one remembers that didn't actually happen to the other anymore. And they're sitting there talking about it going, wow, that just makes my head hurt. So, And it was an awesome little scene. And I think this movie play, it looks like it's going to play into that sort of crazy. And I would really love to open that bucket of crazy and spread it all over the place with $150 million dollars were the special effects and killer robots, and that could be a hell of a fun. So yeah, you think I, I basically think that, they're just opening the door to crazy time travel hijinks? <laughs> I, I think somebody's been watching Steve Moffat Doctor Who and says, hey, we can do that in Terminator, and I'm looking for <laughs> We can do well, that and mix it with the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with, uh, with what Brian said. I think because Sarah Connor Chronicles 
showed that there was a lot more time traveling than just what you see in T1, 2, and 3. And because of all of that additional time traveling, because if you only watch T1, 2, and 3, this doesn't make sense. But if you bring in the fact that there are multiple time jumps for multiple individuals through multiple time streams, then the fact that somebody being sent back would end up in a completely different time stream that was changed from something that happened before him or after him from another timeline, like it all kind of makes sense. Like it, it all seems plausible at that point. So, because apparently it looks like the Terminator shows up when Sarah Connor is, uh, uh, one faction sends a Terminator, a Terminator back when Sarah Connor is just a little girl. And so they oh. start from when she's little and, and, but he knows, like he knows all this continuity of, okay, this is when the original one showed up and blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, so we're just changing fucking time. And this guy that's jumping back is jumping, you know, Depends on which which time travel rules you use. I'm sure they're liberally pulling from all of them. But he's jumping yeah. into a slightly altered time stream, which is you know whatever is cool. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm cool with the time ripple uh, theory of time travel, which is when a change happens, there's a ripple in in real time through the time stream, and so it gives you you have some period to make some change before the timeline like resets itself or reorders itself to its new paradigm or whatever i'm cool with that that doesn't bother me i i will say that if this movie basically becomes hollywood's batshit crazy time travel movie with giant explosions i'm down for that i i, I will go see that movie like it doesn't even have to make sense just if that's what we're going in fuck it yeah let's let's get crazy <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if it becomes like I, I wouldn't call it a time travel movie because he time tra- like he jumps once and then that and then the new movie starts from that point. Whereas like in Doctor Who, you're bop, you're bit bopping all over the place and whatever. Well, That's yes, a- but but the fact that one Terminator who knows all about the other films has gone back and hung out with Sarah Connor means that he's gonna th- there's gonna be this timey wimey bit of knowledge, future knowledge impacting current events all the way through the film, I suspect, uh, is going to yeah, yeah. coming into play. So even though there's only one time jump that we see, or two time jumps that are talked about, I think it's going to end up being very pivotal to the plot. And, and one yeah. thing that I'll give you that seems to be weird is uh, apparently Terminator's age. Yeah. Well, they always aged. Did they always age? Yeah, they asked, they asked uh, Arnold if he would, you know, if he would continue, and he said, "These are just cells on top of my endoskeleton. They, you know, they act like normal, like normal skin cells. Yeah, and normal so skin cells get old. Yeah, that's the rationale is that the skin, the 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 the, the skin, the living skin, it does mm. get old. It's telomeres wear out and all of that." And it actually, again, I don't Sarah know Connor that I knew that. To be honest with you, <laughs> well, Sarah Connor Chronicles has like a whole little set, has a whole couple episodes of a Terminator that lost his skin, trying to get new skin so he can continue on his mission. Because he can't so walk think- around as an endoskeleton, so he goes and he finds the guy that's going to develop the synthetic skin and kind of speeds him along so that he can build himself some new synthetic skin. So, which I thought was kind of interesting because it's just bringing so, in all these different points to it. But I will acknowledge, and I think you guys know this, I personally have not watched. I've, I think I watched the first three episodes of Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I think actually includes 
the episode you just mentioned, I think, was actually oh, one yeah. of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's all I ever saw. Like, I, I, I only ever saw the, so I don't know a lot of the other stuff that I'm sure happened in the two seasons that show was on. Well, I, uh, I doubt there will be, at most, there'll be a one-sentence cutesy reference to Sarah Connor Chronicles in this film, but I, at most, and that'll probably be it. I, I mean, stylistically and inspirationally, I think it draws from Sarah Connor, but I doubt they're going to rely on the audience having seen any Sarah Connor. However, if Summer Glau makes a cameo, I will fucking lose my shit in that theater. I swear to God, I will. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> So, I think this is going to be the point where I have to disappoint the two of you and maybe make this not a love fest. I just different have than no interest. Else. I have no... Shut up. <laughs> I have no... That movie seems kind of like it would be fun, and I'm not going to say that I won't go see it, but to be honest with you, I would have been happier if they just didn't make it. <laughs> See, I, 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 I'm kind of done with Terminator. <laughs> after seeing that trailer, I'm honestly a little more excited about this than I am about The Force Awakens. So I think this looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Whereas I, Force Awakens kind of, I, 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 I'm worried. Is, is, I don't know. I, 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 if Terminator Genesis sucks, I'm fine. If it's awesome, I'll love it. Whereas I have all this emotional baggage attached to Star Wars. So in some ways, I'm really looking forward. You still have sure. emotional you still have emotional baggage attached to the Star Wars movies after the prequel trilogy? Dude, if Force Awakens sucks, I'll be like, okay, just like the last three. Okay, now the last yeah. three were terrible, but they yeah. were bad enough that I won't, like, if that movie turns out to be bad, I won't be emotionally hurt by that. <laughs> you know, well, okay. see, I will be. I will be. So, I, I, there's part of me that's dreading Force Awakens. There's part of me that loves it. Whereas Terminator, I can love it unconditionally because I don't care if it, I, I, if it sucks, it sucks. I, I don't have any emotional investment in, 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 in it being awesome. I don't have any expectations. I mean, it just, you know, I, but it could, it looks really fun. And that's, it just, it's nice to have a movie that I can just like and not worry about. <laughs> that I can just like. Um, well, or so I can hope for, that I can hope for without feeling bad, or feeling like I'm setting myself up for a fall. Well, okay, so if you, you know, if you listen to, you know, episode 93, it's kind of the same thing, right? Force Awakens seems like a dark, gritty uh, type of movie. This just seems fun. This doesn't seem like it's, you, you know, it's just, okay, sure, people are coming to kill other people, blah, blah, blah. But it looks like it's just a fun, you know, action, big blockbuster uh, thing, whereas... You know, there's nothing really heavy or dark in the tone or anything like that. And I am looking forward to something like that. I, you know, I'm you kind guys, of burnt out on all the dark and gritty and all the, you know, ultra realistic. I like that the, you know, the new Terminator throws a chunk of his metal up and turns it into a spear and then throws it at somebody. Like, ah, cool. Why not? So. I, uh, I, uh, and this, this may end up being the topic for a whole nother episode, but. I didn't get dark and gritty from the Force Awakens trailer. I'm with Michael on that. I didn't see a dark and gritty trailer. I didn't see dark and gritty. Like, I get that they were trying to show you the bad guy, and that was in the dark. But I think that was just because that was the bad guy. Other than that one shot, and maybe the shot with the stormtroopers inside of the ship, I don't. I definitely did not get dark and gritty off of that Star Wars trailer. Eh, all right. <laughs> It's, but, uh, I think there's something with the uh, with the um, 
Well, it's kind of like the way that it's shot and the way that, uh, you know, the music kind of sets that tone mm-hmm. for it. But whatever. That's fine. And, I don't know. And I, the, and the trailer ahead. for episode one was all ominous and threatening and dark. And then we got episode one. With, you know, well, the trailer for episode one ends with a nice, like, uplifting fanfare. This one doesn't. So, this whole so, This whole one has the kind of, you know, dark kind of broody, not broody, but kind of like the dark, ominous music, and it goes throughout the entire trailer. And then there's that dark voiceover. But all the episode, episode one through three, those trailers, they might start out with that, and then it goes, and you see, like, ships flying and, like, nice bright colors. And was that? No, you get the Force Awakens. No, you get the, you get a... Motherfucking yeah. Millennium Falcon with TIE Fighters! Oh yeah! I just and the music! Anyway, but I, but but hold up, before we go Well, then further, I'd have to I, rewatch I, the trailer again, because I'm I, obviously not remembering it correctly. Well, no, I, I will say one thing that I think is more to Patrick's point. Um, and I think this gets associated with Dark and Greedy, but I don't think that necessarily means Dark and Greedy, but I, I but I, I can see where you're going with it. I think a lot of people see, because I do think it is being shot to have less of the fantasy haze, I'll say, that Star Wars has, where it kind of has this haze about it that's fantastical and obviously supernatural, whereas I do think the Force Awakens trailer definitely implies that the, and I'm going to straight up say the fucking cinematography looks like it's filmed to look like it's realistic. And I think a lot of people are associating this realistic cinematography with dark and gritty, which I get after Man of Steel <laughs> and fucking Watchmen yeah. for that matter. But I don't necessarily think that a realistic cinematography means it is going to necessarily be dark and gritty. But I understand why somebody might make that association. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Because every time you see that, it's not like there's not... Like a, like a family comedy or a buddy cop movie that has that right. type of cinematography, right? So, right. so maybe maybe that's where I'm getting that from. It's just yeah. saying, well, every time you shoot something like this, this is what yeah. you're and, going for. Okay. And, I'll, right. t- and, I, and I'll give you that one. I, when I thought about it, I was like, well, now that he mentions it, it did kind of have that, let's just call it Christopher Nolan cinematography. <laughs> 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 Which, I'll give you that, but... I don't automatically associate that yet with dark and gritty, but I could see where someone would. <laughs> yeah, I so. think what we're all overlooking is how awesome it was when the Terminator decided to take out a helicopter by throwing himself into the blades. That was <laughs> no, that was cool. That was, I was like, okay, even if that's all they'd had in the trailer that I liked, I still would go see that movie just because he took out a helicopter. <laughs> well, okay. The blades. Like, that's I'll- amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the stuff that I liked about the about the thing. Yeah. I like that basically yeah, Holloway's like, hey, we have this franchise. Let's try to turn the franchise back on. We Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing movies again because he stopped wasting his time being governor. So, you know, how can we do that? <laughs> Wait, hold up. And, uh, wasting his time being governor? Yeah. I see some people say he actually got some good stuff done. Oh, I don't no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not making like a, a political statement. Okay. I'm just saying from the purpose of, you know, we lost like whatever it was, eight years of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, you know, where we have this big gap. 
It's like, why are you wasting your time, you know, helping people pay their taxes and bullshit? No, 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 no. Get your ass back in and do kindergarten cop four or whatever. You get um, behind that camera where you belong. <laughs> exactly. Acting like this asshole's acting like he's people. I don't even understand that. It doesn't make any damn sense. You are um, a killing machine, nothing more. You know what? I right. got this script for Last Action Hero 2. And you need to stop acting like a person that matters. Get behind that camera, goddammit. You stop trying to make people's lives better in the real world and you get back to giving us entertainment, you piece of shit. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think that the way that this is all going to lay out to let old Arnold be part of this movie, like, I like that. I like that they said, hey, we've got old Arnold. We have this existing franchise where Arnold shouldn't be old. How do we make that work? And I think they, they came up with an, with a, with a plot that makes sense. For him being there, him being old, him still being able to contribute to the movie instead of just being like a CGI face planted on some young guy's body. Um, I like the callbacks to the original. Because, like, look, we've, we've been over this. The callbacks it, to the original. Yeah, as, as long as you acknowledge that the original happens, I, I got no problem with uh, sequels. Like, I love sequels. I hate reboots because they're, it's like they're saying, yeah. You know, everything that came before, yeah, we don't give a shit about that. We got to do our own thing. But, you know, they, the fact that they have that scene from Terminator 1 where, you know, he stands up out of his first little time travel bubble and needs to go get some clothes. And then Arnold shoots him. And I don't know how the fuck he kills him <laughs> with a shotgun, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah well, whatever. Maybe he's got some depleted uranium bullets. I don't know. Whatever. They'll, they'll tell me in the movie. But the I, fact that that's there is like, I think that's cool. Because they're, they're they're including all of those things. And maybe, you know, they, they're making something useful out of it, I guess. Useful is not the right maybe, word. But. Maybe they just didn't show you the big Arnold versus Arnold fight scene that happens in the movie. <laughs> And they just implied that he killed him with a shotgun. Yeah. Maybe there's a big Arnold on Arnold fight scene well, right at the so. beginning of that I movie. So. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm cool with that. Look, don't forget, I've seen Terminator Salvation. Right, I've seen them map Ar young Arnold's face onto some other guy's body and walking around naked, throwing people left and right. So, yeah, yeah. you I, know, I I bought it that in that was, movie. That's that was the honestly the best part of that movie. It was. was it literally was the very best part that of that I movie. I think I hate Salvation less than you do, but I've only seen it the one time. That actually would be a good movie for rewatching. I, I don't yeah. hate it. I just think it it tosses out all of the existing continuity, and it doesn't give an ex, uh, a reason why it's getting tossed out. This is tossing out most of the original continuity, but they're giving you a reason why. So I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, that's well, all I that's need. That's the question I had for you guys, <clears throat> being the fan that I am. Um, I wanted to prepare myself for this new Terminator movie by rewatching the old Terminator materials. But I am trying to figure out, given the timey-wimey nature of it all, what would be the best viewing order? Is it just production order? Or is that kind of... Or, I mean, it looks like this movie is taking its tact more from Sarah Connor Chronicles than it is from Terminator Salvation. Um, oh, so, thank God. But, but, 
But Salvation is, if it's anything, it's a sequel to T3. So then if I, does that mean I'd watch T1, 2, 3, and Salvation, and then do Sarah Connor Chronicle? Well, I'm trying to figure out, I've spent an absurdly nerdy amount of hours trying to figure out what the best order is to do the four Terminator films and the Sarah Connor Chronicles again. Let me give you the best order to watch them in. You start, this is going to be kind of like novel. It's going to be all over the place. You start with Terminator. Yeah. Then you go to T2, <laughs> Judgment Day. Yeah, I kind of see those then two. <laughs> then you watch Terminator 3. Well, see, that's the uh, thing. Sarah Connor Chronicles actually take it deviates, splits off in a new timeline from T2. Yeah, so yeah. from T2, but you, you can go right or left, and yeah, I don't no, know no. which yeah. direction to go. I'm not getting into what... Sarah Connor Chronicles brings to it because you asked me about the movies. <laughs> well, no, no, that's the whole thing for me. All of the he said the four series, movies and the, the, and the, the series, series and the series. So yeah, that's why I kind of get to T two and then I'm like, well, do I go right or left? And then the fact that both of them loop back around to T one in the end has me also confused as to maybe I should start with Salvation and get the crap one out of the way because that's should, the future, and then you, we start traveling back in time. You, you should know? just Clone Wars it. Where you recognize that you can watch it in any fucking order because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, I would I would say, Brian, um, well, here, here's the problem, right? I think you can reconcile Terminators 1 through 3 and Sarah Connor Chronicles into being in one continuity. I don't see how you can reconcile Salvation into that. Well, okay, because- now... Sarah Connor Chronicles, they skip from the 1980s forward into 2000-something, skipping Terminator 3 altogether. Well, right, but... So you, so you could really, say... They clearly happen in different timelines. <laughs> no, no, well, you could say 1, 2, and 3 happen, and yeah. then Summer Glau goes back in time to some point before when 3 happened in that timeline, and okay. then she shifts them to a to a parallel timeline yeah. when they jump over that okay. right so that's all that's like that all yeah. that's one way to watch it right yeah. but so that that would just be the order that they came out yeah and i yeah the order they came out and then Let's, you'd have to you'd have to ditch salvation because terminator 1 through 3 set up as john connor is the leader of the resistance and in yeah. terminator salvation he is a lowly shit eating grunt not like what the lowest it? of the grunts but he's like, you know, he's a sergeant in charge of this little company over here, and there are other people, more important I, people, telling him what the fuck I, to do. But I thought that was to show the early years of John Connor before he took over the entire operation. How he no, what they, what they say was, we were all in captivity, and then John Connor stood up, and he broke us out, and he taught us how to fight the machines. And so he was the one. Without him, everybody was dead. Everybody was in concentration camps, and John Connor is the shit. And in okay. Salvation, well, it seems like they like there's this worldwide resistance, and John Connor just happens to be one guy who's stationed in Western United well, States who's leading his own little band. Well, I could make an argument there that what uh, and what was the guy's name in the first one? Michael Bean's want, character. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Hicks, but it's not. It's yeah, uh, uh, Kyle Reese. How yeah. is, yes. The argument could be made, and I'm sure you probably don't want to read, want to hear that, but the argument could be made that Kyle Reese was telling the legend of John Connor that wasn't the actual story of John Connor. 
and that Possibly. Terminator Salvation was what the actual story of John Connor was. Well, okay, so all right, that, and he, and, that and he, is valid. And he, that he is needs valid. to convince Sarah Connor that this kid is important. He, he, he shouldn't sugarcoat. He needs to sugarcoat it and make it sound like he's just the shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this well. you're gonna have a kid who's gonna be kind of important in the future. Well, no. It takes quite a while to get there, and you know, I, no, your I, kid I, is Jesus. I was viewing it as Kyle Reese actually believed the story that he told. Yeah. He just didn't uh, know that no. that wasn't the actual story. <laughs> well, yeah. I would need to watch. I would need to rewatch him telling it. I yeah. got the impression. From watching T one, that he was they were there. close friends. Yeah, not yeah. Well, that well, they, that he was in the he was in the camp with uh-huh. them when they broke out. So he was there. He he saw it. Like he and that was another problem with uh, Salvation because they showed Kyle Reese as being a lot younger uh-huh. than uh, John Connor, and I always had the impression that they were you know kind of close in age and that they were both in this one concentration camp. And also the fact that they didn't have, you know, that Skynet didn't have people, you know, in camps all over the planet. That it was basically just this one little last thing because we, we, we had to snow pierce for these people. We needed somebody that could put their little hand in the machine until we could build a machine that could do it. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's why they were keeping people alive. Um, so I didn't get like the whole worldwide resistance vibe from his story but i mean you're you're right he could not have been there he could be retelling the legend um i don't know it was just the thought that i just had and i was like that would actually close up that gap if kyle reese was just telling the legend of of uh john connor and that he didn't actually know and that's just the story that he thought it was and it would be a nice little continuity way to kind of cinch that up to say he didn't actually know. This is what he thought the story of John Connor was. And so that's what he told Sarah. But that actually wasn't the story of John Connor. Yeah. Or it wasn't the full story. I mean, right. Salvation doesn't completely piss over that story. It just adds some, definitely adds some wrinkles, but it doesn't like, uh, well, no, John Connor was a ballet dancer and you know it's, no he's well it also gives the impression leader. that Kyle Reese was never in the camps um well yeah yeah so that also kind of that's also kind of its own, its own thing what, and, but whatever what, when they say terminator genesis i just have one final question that i got to ask you about this do you do you think they actually show uh the point where uh the apple iphone uh uh, update combined with the Google update that turned into Skynet? Because we all know that's how that happens, right? Yeah. Skynet is created when Google and Apple basically combine into one company and they merge their two AI programs and that becomes Skynet. That is Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that Skynet was when uh, Google now dumped Siri and she said, well, enough of this shit. Uh, kill all humans. Uh <laughs> And she turns into uh, GLaDOS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. But if you've been listening to the legend of the Cyphedelic Podcast, nice uh, well, good for you. Thank you for listening, subscribing, looking at our shit. Uh, if you want to find more of that shit, uh, you go to SciFiShow.net or we're on Facebook, Facebook slash SciFiShow, Twitter at SciFiShow. Um... But yeah, SciFiShow.net, you can find all of our stuff and links to everything else. And uh, everything about the SciFideli podcast you could ever want to shove down your succulent, moist ear holes. 
So. Oh, dear uh, God. <laughs> until next time, this is Patrick. This is Michael. This is Brian. Hasta la vista, baby. Wow. How did I not see that? There you is no fate for what we make. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I had to do that. <laughs>